Hola, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Mujeres in the Know. Hey, everybody. It's Natalie here. How's everybody doing? ¿Qué pasa con usted? I'm so excited for this episode. Uh, I have a very special guest today. Her name is Leah Wise. She's a personal injury attorney in McAllen, Texas. Also goes by Crash Gal. We're going to be talking to her. Just a quick reminder, this podcast is to cover topics that resonate with women in our community from the Rio Grande Valley. We talk about topics and how they affect us. This episode is to highlight a successful woman that's from the Rio Grande Valley and let us know how it's been for her and what she's done to get to where she's at. So go ahead and continue listening if you want to hear about that. Miss Leah Wise was born and raised in Primera, Texas. She attended the University of Texas at Austin, where she graduated in 2012 with a Bachelor of Science in Political Communication and a concentration in Women and Gender Studies. She obtained her Doctor of Jurisprudence from St. Mary's University's School of Law in 2016. So with no further ado, let's go ahead and ask some questions to Miss Leah Wise. First of all, thank you so much for taking time to speak to Mujeres in the Know podcast. Really appreciate you taking time out of your day. Well, I'm excited and honored that you asked me to be a guest. I, I really like the concept of your podcast and um, I'm excited to hear more of it. Thank you so much. What got you interested in becoming a personal injury attorney, Leah? I actually had no intentions of practicing in personal injury. I was doing a lot of different types of law. I was doing criminal defense. I was taking court appointments. I was doing family law, divorces, custody cases, stuff like that. And I kind of just fell into this area and I really, really enjoyed it. I liked that my clients don't have to pay me anything up front. I'm sure you've heard all those commercials. We only get paid if you do. And that's true. So I only get paid if I'm able to secure a settlement for my clients. So I like that aspect of personal injury. I like that I'm able to help people when they're in very difficult situations in their life. I think a lot of people don't realize how much an injury or a car accident can really turn somebody's life upside down. I really enjoy this area of law. And um, as a lot of people have noticed, there's not a lot of women in this area of law. I think a lot of women tend to be more involved in you know transactional work or general counsel work or family law work. Um, there's not a whole lot of women in the personal injury arena. And so I like the idea of being, you know, one of the few women who specializes in personal injury. Great. To follow up that question, is this something that you've always wanted to do? So I've always been interested in being a lawyer since I was a little girl. My family sort of put the idea in my head and my parents were always telling me like, you should go to law school because you love to argue. <laughs> um, and so I kind of, yeah, I always had in the back of my head, but then in high school, I thought I was going to be a brain surgeon <laughs> for some reason. Even though I was horrible at science, I thought I was going to be a doctor. After I graduated from college, I, I really had no direction in life. Mm -hmm. I did didn't know what I wanted to do. So I became involved in this political action committee It's called Annie's List. And their mission is actually to get women elected into um, office. At the time, one of their candidates was Senator Wendy Davis. They sent me to Fort Worth after I graduated from college to work on Wendy Davis's campaign. She got reelected, actually. Then I went to work at the Capitol during the legislative session back in 2013. And I worked with Senator Davis. And that 
that's the year that she uh, filibustered. She filibustered on the Senate floor for a pro-choice bill. And I was really inspired by a lot of the attorneys there at the Capitol. I got to speak to Senator Davis a lot. And then I decided to go to law school. Wasn't sure what kind of law I wanted to practice. Again, I didn't really have much direction. All I knew was that I really enjoyed being an advocate for uh, clients. So that's how I, I fell into this area of law. I was very inspired to see um, Senator Davis and a lot of the other women legislators at the Capitol um, advocate for their constituents. And even though I don't really, I don't have an interest in running for office, being an attorney is a good way to advocate for my clients. And um, I really enjoy it. And I think it's very rewarding. Great. What made you decide to practice in the Rio Grande Valley? Well, I was born and raised um, here in the Valley in Primera. A lot of people don't know about Primera, but it's basically a part of Harlingen. I went to Harlingen High School. My whole family is here. My parents are here. I have a lot of cousins. My brother is here. And so I kind of knew that I always wanted to come back home and be close to them. I'm very close with my family. And um, I just feel very connected to the community here. I enjoy the you know slower pace, the slower way of life here and the culture. And I'm just really drawn to this, this area because it's my home. And I just knew that I wanted to come back and try and make a difference here in my community. So um, I left for, you know, a good eight, nine years. I came back and I've been very glad to be back ever since. Great. And do you have a memorable case or a certain situation that has happened while working in the Valley that you feel very satisfied with the outcome of it? There's been a few. Um, I'll talk about the the most recent one. My client was involved in a really horrible construction accident, which left him uh, an incomplete quadriplegic and I signed up that case about two years ago and for two years I don't think a lot of people realize how long these these cases take to litigate you know when you see you know an advertisement that an attorney posts on social media or in television about you know these multi-million dollar settlements you think oh it just you know it just happened yesterday and it settled today but you know those cases are years in the works so for two years we worked on that case it was a ton of work a ton of depositions you know a ton of trying to get my client the best medical treatment that we could to get him as much to his pre-accident condition as possible. We put him through a lot of therapy, a lot of different doctors. We sent him to a really great hospital in in Houston to get the best medical treatment possible. And just in December, we settled that case for $7.9 which was the largest settlement of my career thus far. I still keep in touch with that particular client. Um, you know, just because his case is over doesn't mean that I don't consider him a friend. You know, that's one thing that I feel very strongly about is you create a bond with these people while you're trying to help them through very difficult situations. And, you know, it doesn't have to end when their case ends. Uh, I think that he and I will be lifelong friends. So I'm very, very uh, satisfied with that outcome. Yes, congratulations. That's that's amazing. The next question I have is when the COVID-19 outbreak happened, how was your firm affected and did you guys remain open? So we were affected. A lot of my clients are people who have been involved in car accidents. So with the shutdown, there's, you know, not really a lot of people out on the roads, you know, going to restaurants, going to the mall. So that did affect our business as far as new cases coming in. Of course, cases are settling all the time. So we didn't really 
you know, feel a hit because we have cases from months ago that are settling. But we did stay open. Attorneys are considered essential. At times we, you know, we had a skeleton crew and, uh, you know, we gave our legal assistants the option to work from home if they wanted to. You know, we, we weren't affected too badly, at least not my particular law practice, but we did see a slowdown in car accident cases just because with the shutdown, nobody was on the road. It was really interesting. I don't, I don't know of any other situation where people wouldn't be on the road other than a, a pandemic. So um, I think this was like the first time that a lot of personal injury attorneys had experienced something like this. And it was very interesting to see, but thankfully we were able to stay open. Definitely. Okay. And the last question I have is there, there's so many girls who would see you as a great example or a role model. If you could give advice to a girl aspiring to become an attorney, what would you tell her? So I would say, I know this is a little counterintuitive and it's not your normal uh, motivational, upbeat type of advice, but I would say be easy on yourself. Um, (laughs) Just relax, but I'm not really saying just relax. I'm saying don't, don't judge yourself for the mistakes that you're going to make because you will inevitably make many mistakes, whether it's in college or law school or an internship, or once you start practicing law, um, you know, the mistakes are inevitable and it's, it's easier said than done. We're going to be afraid to make mistakes, but just don't dwell on them. You know, don't let them stop you from proceeding with your career or moving forward, you know, just learn from your mistakes moving forward keep those mistakes in mind but don't dwell on them and don't engage in any sort of negative talk with yourself I think a lot of us have a bad habit of putting ourselves down especially you know I think as women we're probably more hard on ourselves than men so I would say you know think of coping mechanisms or certain practices that are going to allow you to think through things meditate through things and not to dwell on the mistakes that you're going to make just be easy on yourself don't judge yourself a lot of times our own worst enemy is ourselves so if we can just overcome our own thoughts then we can overcome anything even the negative ones and a lot of times our thoughts are about ourselves are not true so i know that's a, a sort of a strange piece of advice to go easy on yourself but keep moving <laughs> forward of course but don't get held back by your yes. own beliefs or lies that you that you think of yourself just remember that you know it's a struggle for everybody as long as you continue to push forward you're going to be able to achieve whatever you have your mindset on definitely i totally agree with that and what's the saying where we are our own yes. worst enemy that's yes. basically yes, what it are. is yes I've, i know that one of my one of my favorite quotes goes something like the only real enemy is the enemy within because all the enemies yes. outside really can't hurt you you know only only you can stop yourself from achieving the things that you want to achieve nobody else can so i'm curious when did you realize that would you say what did it happen when you were younger or now that you know you're a little bit older and more experienced and been through some life that you realize that you know we have control over our emotions and the way we react to certain situations i realized that very late in life i wish that that i had come to this realization as a teenager or as a college student, but it wasn't until probably in the last two, three years that I, you know, began to read a lot of materials and listen to a lot of materials about, you know, spirituality and uh, brain heart coherence and, you know, not believing the the lies that we tell ourselves about us, Mm -hmm. you know, and not 
uh, buying into those limiting beliefs and, you know, realizing that really you're, you're the only person holding you back. Nobody else is, is going to hold you back. They might try, but they really don't have the power to. Only you have the power to hold yourself mm-hmm. back. So I think it's important to remind ourselves of that every day and be nice to ourselves, think nice thoughts of ourselves and engage in positive self-talk. And it's, it's a lifelong process. It's something that you have to practice doing every single day. That would be my, my number one piece of advice for younger girls who are thinking of going into law or medicine or really any career is just don't believe all of your thoughts. Question your thoughts. Of course, definitely. And as a woman in a male-dominated field, do you feel that it's more challenging for you? In some ways, yes. I feel, you know, just because it's new and it's novel for people, they might be hesitant to hire a, a woman to be their injury attorney. But in a lot of ways, it's it's nice because people are intrigued. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that that sets you apart from everybody else in your field. Just being, you know, a woman in a male-dominated uh, area of law sets you apart from everybody else and kind of catches people's attention. So, in some ways, it can be limiting, but I think in I think the pros definitely outweigh the cons because it, it sets you apart from everybody else and it gives you the opportunity to to really strive to be something different and better than everybody else in your field. Great. That that's some really good advice. Thank you for sharing that with yes, with us and our course, listeners. Of course. You also go by nine five six Abogada and Crash Gal. I want to know how did you come up with those names? So it's very confusing because the actual name of my law firm is Leah Wise Law Firm. Okay. Our phone number, our actual phone number is 956 Abogada. And I think that that confuses okay. some people because they're like, oh, you're 956 Abogada. And I'm like, yeah. Um, and it's also my phone number. And they're like shocked. They're like, oh my God, I didn't know that was your phone number. I'm like, yeah, it, you don't have to memorize, you know, a bunch of numbers if you need us. All you have to do is call or text us our phone number is 956 Abogada so that's a little confusing and then Crash Gal actually um, after I graduated from law school and I started my practice I hired a PR company and they actually we were brainstorming and you know this is when I had decided that I was going to focus mainly on personal injury and so we were brainstorming on what to call me and they actually came up with Crash Gal so um, I've just kind of stuck with it over the years and I think it's catchy and now people don't even call me by my my real name they just call me crash gal everywhere like all of my friends and um colleagues they just call me crash gal so it's kind of become a second name for me yeah i wondered about that, so thank you for sharing yeah. that with us and one more fun fact i have is i know you were born and raised in primera texas mm-hmm. and you went to harlingen high school so i have a question miss wise does cardinal spirit really never die i was, I was trying to rhyme that it was supposed to be like this Miss Wise, this cardinal spirit never died. It rhymed when I said it to myself, but (laughs) but is that true? Um, (laughs) It's so funny that you know about that. Did you? Are you from? Are you? Yeah, I'm from from born and raised in Edinburgh, but I worked for Nine Five Six Sports. Shout out to Jake Berry, and yeah, I interviewed a football player from there. Yeah, we have a crazy amount of pride for just a high school football team. And I was actually a cardet, oh, okay. which is 
the dance team at Harlingen High. So I have a lot of Cardinal spirit. And, you know, we danced at all the football games. And those were some of the best years of my life because it was just like the competition was so intense and we had so much like school pride. And yes, so to answer your question, Cardinal spirit never dies because here <laughs> I am, 30 years old, um, and I'm still a, a diehard Cardinal fan and I always will be. And I'm pretty sure everybody else who graduates from Harlingen High feels the exact same way. Okay, so it's it's a fact. It's true. It <laughs> <laughs> It is true. It's very true. Okay, well, that's all the questions I have for you, Leah. Um, I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your your day and your schedule to talk to Mujeres in the Note podcast. I'm, I was telling Leah that I was nervous to interview her and talk to her because, you know, she has a big following on social media. So I thought, you know, I got ex- I'm excited as- that I got to have this opportunity to talk to you and have you as a guest. So thank you so much. Thank you, Natalie. No problem. Okay, well, that's all we have for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Mujeres in the Know. Until next time, be safe out there. Uh, cuidado, por favor. And stay tuned for the next episode. This is Natalie. We'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.